Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and I will be one of your hosts. Joining me, we have the OG squad, Andrew Matrone. What's up? What's up? Thank you. And joining us as well, as always, we have Whitney Bass. (laughs) So rude. (laughs) Even though Whitney has most of our good ideas, so we have to humble her with our soundboard. Um. We are in our final relationship final podcast. It's been a great, been a great few weeks. It's been a great year of doing relationships. Yeah. <laughs> We've been doing this for a while, but in our defense, it is probably the number one right. series topic of questions that we get asked. And so we, and we've had a lot of great response too. We have. We have. Uh, real quick, this wasn't on our little script. Give us a highlight of the relationship series. What's been your favorite thing? to talk about so far? Whitney. <laughs> I mean, I ha- like, what What podcast was that when I said, you know, <laughs> if you're not attracted to them, get sacked. <laughs> that was a good moment. Don't date ugly people was- <laughs> is Whitney's biggest takeaway from no. the relationship series. Go back and listen to it, I'll have to say. It was in one of our dating. Andrew, what, what's been your favorite topic so far to talk about? Ooh, um... I don't know. I, I've really enjoyed all of it because I, I do feel like it, it was fun to to allow people kind of in, into our lives, too, of, of what our journey has been. It has not yeah. been a perfect journey at all. And so it's actually been been really, like, fun for me to kind of, I don't know, think Go about. Go through some, it all. Yeah, and, and, uh-huh. and today some of the stuff we're going to talk about. And so I, I I just love that our people have, have enjoyed it, and I think that it has been helpful um, for those who have continued to listen. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so last week we tried answering your all's questions, and we had a ton. We got to a good amount. We yeah. we we pared down a couple questions that were pretty similar. So um, check that out because every once in a while we do, you know, answer your questions that you send in via email or through Instagram or whatever. But we are wrapping up this series with a podcast on marriage. Now I know for a lot of you listening, you probably are you know, obviously know what marriage is, but there's this thing of like, why do Christians care so much about marriage? Why do we talk about relationships? Like the pinnacle of relationships is marriage. Why do we push it so hard? And so real quick, before we dive into the questions, I just wanted to answer that question. Why do we care so much about marriage? Um, I would say first and foremost, we think about marriage and talk about marriage so much as, as, you know, sort of maybe the epicenter of male-female relationship is because God created it. Before there was sin, before, you know, evil entered the world, God created marriage. And so marriage isn't a response to bad things. It was actually a part of God's perfect creation for man and for woman. And so God thought up this, this form of relationship called marriage. And honestly, one of the reasons why we talk about it so much, specifically in this age group, is because it's God's idea for the safest and healthiest place for our sexuality. We live in such a sexually driven culture. Um, 
everything from advertisements to mm-hmm. workouts. It's, you know, become more sexual. Um, and God said, that's okay. Like you're sexual beings, but the safest, most honoring and healthy place to express that is within the context of marriage. Right. Uh, Christians care about marriage because God loves family. I mean, you can even take faith out of it, but over and over and over again, studies show the healthiest environment for children to grow up in is a monogam- wow, a monogamous nuclear heterosexual right. relationship with a couple that's dedicated to one another in marriage. Study after study after study, non-Christian related, um, just shows that, that a man and a woman coming together, raising children in a safe, healthy family, um, just gives them an advantage yeah. in life. That's and that's true. not to say that if you're a single parent, you can't do an incredible job at parenting your child, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. God loves family and created men and women to come together to make family. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, the last little point I'll have before we start getting specific is all throughout the Bible. I mean, I was looking up verses to try to give you, but literally just Google um, God, like God's picture of marriage for in his church. And just there's literally hundreds of verses throughout the Bible that talks about marriage being one of the strongest images of God's love for us. Right. And whether you're a man or a woman, you're called yeah. the bride of Christ. Um, and Jesus loves his bride. And it's mm-hmm. a picture that's given to us that while divorce is a thing in the world, um, God never thought of divorce. Um, and so this image is supposed to be of God's love for us, that he's dedicated to us and will never leave us, never forsake yeah. us, no matter what um, we do. He always comes after us and fights for us. And so mm-hmm. the reason we as Christians, we specifically as pastors here at Red Rocks and at Young Adults care so much about marriage is because God cares about marriage. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of amazing, beautiful things that right. come out of marriage. And so today we're going to talk about that. It's really good. Though. We yeah. are going to talk about mm-hmm. marriage. Um <laughs> And all of us here are married. So even Milana behind the camera, she just what, what? got married. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe she can chime in if she, <laughs> she hears some things. Um, but we want to kick it off because this is probably where most of you find yourself listening to this podcast. You're probably like, okay, well, I'm not married yet, but right. marriage is something that's on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I know if I as an individual am ready to be married. And maybe we can even couple that with, let's say you're in a relationship. This will be a two-part question. How do I know if I'm ready as a person to be married? And then let's say you're in a relationship. How do we know if we as a couple are ready to take that step into marriage? Mm. Right. Yeah. I I think on an individual level, this might sound intense, but I think you know that you're ready to, to jump into the institution of marriage with somebody if you're ready and willing to die to yourself, um, yeah. because because marriage is is letting go of um, of your pride, uh, marriage is letting go of all the things that you want. Not saying that you can't have things that you want. You can't be an individual, um, but you sacrifice a lot. Like the second you get married, you realize how selfish that you were. <laughs> yeah, um, mm-hmm. and then you have kids, you realize how selfish you were in your marriage. Like. Um, but I, I, that's I remember like getting into marriage and, and being like, wow, I was really selfish, and and you have to, it's very sacrificial, mm-hmm. um, just like Jesus Christ died for his bride, for for the church, for us, and so I think if you're in a place, you're like, I'm just not ready, um, 
to die to myself. I'm not ready to, to really sacrifice all my wants and all my needs and all the things. Um, you're not wrong for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but maybe maybe you're you're not you're not really ready for that. And I think that that's okay. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. as an individual, you'll kind of know you're married when you've met somebody and you're ready to give up your independence mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Because when you become married, you're you're saying, I, I want to depend on you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And with that, and, and sometimes that, that can sound or be framed in a negative way. Like, I can't just stay out with the boys till <laughs> two in the morning anymore. Like, no. Like, mm-hmm. you have a, a wife at home that wants to sleep at the same time you sleep and, you know, <laughs> right. get in bed. Like, but, but you don't care, you know, like you want that. And while there might be growing pains with that, I think, I think a big sign of as an individual, am I ready to be married is when you're ready to change and reorder your life to accommodate and join it with somebody else. Yeah, because um, obviously this isn't in a sexual context, but um, like to become one flesh. And, and so you, your goal is that your dreams become each other's dreams. There, there's nothing more difficult in your marriage than when your wife is dreaming something and it's opposite of what you're dreaming. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think you're, you're you're denying your flesh and you're saying, hey, I'm ready with this other person, the best of my ability um, to, to marry, not just ourselves, obviously, <laughs> but, but to marry like our dreams and our passions and um, really kind of have some vision on this path together. Yeah. So how do you know what, um, as a couple, like if you're dating, and this isn't obviously the fail-proof guide to it, but let's say you've been in a relationship for a year or so, and you kind of been throwing out the conversation of, oh, you know, like, what do you think about marriage and whatever? Mm-hmm. How do you know if you're ready to take that step as a couple? Yeah. So I get asked this question. I actually remember we were interns, and we were sitting in the old offices, and we're like, gosh, like, we were asking each other this question. It was me, you, and Luke. <laughs> and we were like, how do you know? And whenever someone asks me this, I have, like, a really sad answer, okay. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, okay. And I would just say, like, so me and Conrad's path, like, I wouldn't wish this on, like, my worst enemy. But, you know, we were walking through a path with my mom um, going through cancer. And <clears throat> I remembered, like, coming to this moment and seeing him. It was – I'll never forget it. It was um, – she had just gotten brain surgery, actually, and he had come. He knew my mom's favorite color was red, and he didn't know what to get, and I was spending the night with her, and he like brought uh, her a red cozy blanket uh, and a few other things, but and that was like my mom's favorite blanket up until the end, up until she passed, and I just remember seeing how he was just like available and around and intentional and thoughtful that I was like, wow, like you will always, if God forbid something ever happened to our children or whatever, uh, or my, me, that he would replicate those things. So that would just multiply with time. And so I know that's like such a sad answer, <laughs> but I'm always like, no, like how is he responding in moments or how is she responding in really hard situations? Is he recluse and leaving you? and Or is he like fighting to have like vulnerability and moments of like breakthrough. Um, So I would say like, that's the moment I knew, Um, but your story will be different. And I just, I really do think like there'll be a moment of like, wow, yeah, this is the person I want to be with. Yeah, no, that's really good. We were kind of talking about it before. Um, I I remember 
I, I didn't date a ton really really before Jerica, but um, I, I dated a couple girls for an extended period of time. And I remember it was never a thought in my mind, like, I want to talk to her about marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, want, yeah. I wonder what she's thinking about marriage. Mm-hmm. And that was just, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm with Jerica, been dating for a while. We had a couple of breakups. But, yeah. um, but I remember, like, getting to that place of, like, I want to ask her what she thinks about marriage. And it was kind of like all of a sudden that that kind of opened up the conversation. She was thinking about it. And so I think for us, it was a little bit more of a, um, I don't know, it was like this little long term where we kind of mm-hmm. the question was thrown out there. But I remember I never felt that with any other person that yeah. I dated. And all of a sudden, we just kind of started talking about marriage and it became very, because I remember thinking about this, isn't it weird to talk about marriage if you're not married yet? <laughs> don't you yeah. just like pop the question yeah. out of nowhere? But for us, it was actually very practical of like, hey, what do you think? What um, what's your picture of marriage? Mm-hmm. What would you think about me as a husband? And vice versa. And it that became very, very natural. So um, maybe that people are in that stage right now, and that might be a really great sign of, mm-hmm. hey, you're ready to do life together. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think for Aaron and I, one of the one of the biggest things that was a sign for us was we we broke up and we got back together a lot, but we we figured things out together. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot of my relationships when I was younger was like really immature. You make me mad. I'm not going to talk to you for a mm-hmm. while, or vice versa. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would make her upset, and she'd ghost me or whatever. <laughs> but we all we always just figured out a way. Yeah, it felt healthy. We we communicated well. Mm-hmm. We might not have communicated healthy, like for a right. while. You know, right. like a, a lot of fights in the beginning and stuff. But but we always communicated, and it was just a sign to me. I had never had a relationship like that where we actually worked through things and came to resolve together and mm-hmm. and and left stronger. And so yeah. there's probably a bunch of different signs for for somebody, but mm-hmm. just because they're hot and you want to see them naked isn't a great sign. Yeah, it's not a good tell <laughs> that you want to be yeah. that you yeah. should get married. If that's your driving force. <laughs> there's some you got a little more work. To yeah, do. yeah, you really do. Well, what do you guys think about um you know, cuz I think we live in a culture now where where people are getting married later in life. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that people sometimes can almost look down now in our culture on people who want to get married when they're like 22, 23 yeah. years old. W- what do you guys think about age and, and marriage? I actually think about this a lot, <laughs> and I think it's a double-edged sword. I think it can be really healthy because you get to a place where maybe you're happy in your career and you invite somebody in your to life. To you're saying? Yeah, yeah. To, to wait and get married a little older. Here's what I'll say, though. With every passing year, you get more and more cemented in your ways. Mm-hmm. And I've had friends that are married. And, and luckily for Aaron and I, we, we had this a little bit, but I, I think we were pretty similar in just how we operated and we dated long enough to like see that. Um, the older you get, you just it's to it's so so stupid, but you have a morning routine. You have a bedtime routine. You mm-hmm. might like to read at night when your spouse just likes to go to sleep. Yeah, and post college, you're just lucky to get <laughs> yeah. Yeah, breakfast. your pants on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, but the older you get, the more stuck in your routine. And, and from what I've seen, the less flexible you are, mm-hmm. which is harder to then invite somebody into that life. It's a so good I, thought. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like almost when you're younger, you're you haven't had five to ten years of singleness to cement yourself in what you like about life. And, mm-hmm. and the, one of the biggest things about marriage, and we'll talk about it 
in a little bit is, is sort of that flexibility that it forces upon you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I think, I think it's good in the sense of you can really have direction nailed down in life. Maybe you're here in Denver and you know, like, I'm going to be in Denver the next 20 years. And that mm-hmm. resonates with somebody else. You, you might be a little more established. But being established, you could yeah. have some things that need to change. For sure. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say getting married young. I mean, I'm, I'm from Missouri, <laughs> Midwest, Bible Belt, uh, ring by spring. You know, you meet someone yeah. in the fall and then you're getting engaged. And, you know, um, people got married young. So if you're like 28 and you live in Springfield, Missouri, and you're not married, they're like, something's wrong with this dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> Out here in Denver, it's much different. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but Jerrica just turned 22. I just turned 23 when we got married. Um, and I, I tell young people that are looking to get married, I'm like, that's great, but you kind of, um, you grow up at each other's expense a little bit, yeah. which can be a lot of fun because you experience a lot of life's first together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you are like a young 20 something and you're young in your twenties and it's kind of a confusing time. And so you're like growing up with each other, mm-hmm. but with that person on the other side of you. And so I, I think that those are like really healthy conversations, whether you're getting married young um, yeah. Talking through those kind of things, recognizing that there are struggles to each side of that, and also if like your upper twenties into your thirties, mm-hmm. um, being willing to be flexible and yeah, um, yeah. But I, I I agree. There's no right or wrong, but I think yeah. it is each. I think come with its different challenges. Yeah. 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 And I always thought I was gonna get married when I was like 28. <laughs> yeah, I don't me know. too. I just I always do. thought I'm just independent. I don't really care. I won't be ready to settle down. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. And I, I did meet Conrad when I was 22. And um, I will say this to the listeners. If you are 22 and you're like, oh, I think I found this person. A lot of times I've seen people get married young and then go through really, really hard seasons after that mm-hmm. um, because they're not able to allow the other person to change. And I actually love change. And in some ways, I feel like I've changed for the better over the years. Um, but there, I've changed a lot since I've been yeah, 22. Yeah, you do. Yeah, between 22 and 30, you're like yeah. a different human. And if Conrad held that over my head, like, well, you were this way when we started dating. In some ways, he's like, praise God, you changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would be like, oh, like it would feel so stifling. I'd feel like, oh, wait, I... I was immature. Like there, there are things I needed to grow up in. And um, so, yeah, I would say like, just know when, if you're 22, 19 to 24, I would say like yeah. it, give your person and give yourself grace to change. And yeah. they'll, that'll be a journey forever. Mm-hmm. Like I hope I'm not the same at 70 that I am at 28. So well, I, I had a friend who is 24, 25 and married an 18 year old. And I remember telling him like, and and they, their marriage is amazing. They, it was it, it was healthy. It wasn't weird yeah. by any means at all. But I remember telling him like, hey, you have to allow her, yeah, to be an 18, 19, 20 year old. Yeah, like you can't expect her to be That's this advice. twenty five year old. Yeah, um, and same for her. You can't expect him to be. He's already done the eighteen, nineteen, right? You know? yeah. And so there's so many stages of life that we go through in our twenties. And you have to allow that person to, if there's an age gap, you have to allow mm-hmm. that person to experience that. A lot of different emotions and feelings and struggles, I think, in your 20s. So I think those are just great conversations to to have and to, yeah. to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so we all are married. Um, 
What do you think was one of the biggest surprises, like in the best way? Yeah. Once you got married, what what was like something really cool that you discovered about marriage that you didn't even have on the radar before yeah. you were married? This might sound really new agey, <clears throat> but like the yin yang type thing going on. We're Christians. People, like I know, I know. So. <laughs> no, but like Conrad's strengths are actually my weaknesses. And I'll, I'll say it like this, like when we first met, he was really drawn to like my free spiritness, spontaneous, like heart. Like I would make plans, go travel, whatever on the dime. Like I would be like, yes, I'm committing, I'm going. Um, and that was something Conrad, he's just really thought out. Steady Eddie is his like nickname. And I love that about him. Um, now, (laughs) um, but one thing that was really surprising that did come at first with a lot of like rub and tension is that he does bring like stability and structure to my life that I never knew I needed. Like Mm -hmm. I always thought like steady Eddie people are like, you're boring next. And Conrad, like me and me and Aaron actually were shopping the other day and he's texting me like, Hey, I thought this was only going to be like a two hour thing. It turned out to be six hours. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, you, you know, I just wasn't not even thinking that. And, and Aaron, we're sitting in Nordstrom and she's like, Conrad's your timekeeper. I'm like, no. And praise God he is because I would just be tra-la-la. And that has brought so much in good seasons. Like, Oh, that I could just go on and on. But that was a really surprising. It came with adversity at first. But I love the stability that yeah. it has brought me in marriage that I wouldn't yeah. have had alone. Yeah. I would say the same for I, – I feel like Whitney and I are the same person. And <laughs> we <Aaron> are. And Conrad <laughs> are the same person. I was a free spirit. Like, I, I just didn't value stability mm-hmm. whatsoever. Like, I could work any job. I could do anything. Yeah. I could live in 100 square feet and be totally cool. Right. And <clears> – <throat> I think Erin gave me like a sense of direction for like our family. She, mm-hmm. this this might sound she she might take this as an insult, but I don't mean it <laughs> that way. She like gra- she won't listen anyway. <laughs> she, <laughs> she she grounded me in a good way. Yeah, I, I think we're learning now in this season like how how she can like help now like breathe life yeah. back into the person yes. that I am. Mm-hmm. But she took somebody who didn't value security, having ties, planning roots, and kind of showed me like the beauty that can come from being stable, like having a plan, you know, committing to something for a while right. and, and seeing fruit from that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that just wasn't me. And yeah. I think, I think that was something that I kind of like you said, thought was like mm-hmm. boring or just <laughs> yeah. for people Boo. that didn't have a sense of adventure, yeah. but there's a depth and a richness of life yeah. that you can only get when you're grounded and yeah. you're right. you plant yourself and, and see fruit. from. Oh, that. when yeah. Conrad goes on trips, I'm like a lost puppy now. I'm like, when am I going to eat dinner? You know, just like, <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I, I feel like it was just fun. Like having someone around. Yeah. Like, now you get some moments you're like, you're always here. <laughs> like, can you, for the love of God, go do something? I just want to lay on the couch and watch football and not talk to anybody. Um, but I think it was fun just to, like, do life with somebody. You know, I, I had moved out here. I was only here for, like, nine or ten months before Jerrica came out. And then we got we got married, and uh, she was new here. It was just, like, fun just to have someone around yeah. and, I don't know, do, do life with and watch movies and try new restaurants and yeah. go shopping. Like, you know, all of a sudden, like, you get married and you, like, go shopping at Christmas stores and things yeah. like, uh-huh. how are we going to decorate? Yeah. Back then, I was, like, a total bro. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. who cares? Yeah, who, yeah. yeah. So I think it was just fun to for us just to kind of grow up together. And it came with some challenges. But 
I don't know, just fun have, having someone there to like do life with and cook That's and so true. have new experiences with and it was fun. Yeah. What a so kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, what was uh, like a misconception you might have had going into marriage? There's yeah. so many great things to unpack that you never think of. But what was so, what was like this idea of marriage that you had and then you're married mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, wait, marriage isn't like that at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. I so there's this Taylor Swift lyric from her new album and I know you know but it hit me I actually talked to Conrad about the other night I was like this hits me on such a deep level but it's like (laughs) I'm not a natural all I do is try 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 and I think a misconception going into marriage is like oh like if I find a Christian guy it'll be so easy if it'll be natural like we'll just life will just pan out for me the way that I dream and whatever and I just feel like marriage is just not really that natural because it's not natural to like humble yourself. It's not natural to like choose someone else over yourself. Like I love myself. I love doing (laughs) what I want to do. And so it's not natural to be like, I'm going to prefer you over what I really, really want to do. But I love that it says like, all I do is try. And I think marriage is just trying and trying and trying and trying. Um, and then over time, all that effort, it compounds into something amazing. And I always try to tell people like, man, be aware of um, people's Instagrams that you really look up to and their marriages. And, oh, if I only had a marriage like that, I'm like, well, uh, marriage doesn't come natural to anyone. <laughs> yeah. But those people that maybe you're looking up, yeah. they really try. Yeah. I know I really try. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, this might sound really harsh. <laughs> Bring it. But one of the big misconceptions is I think that the person you marry is not the person you dated. Mm. Like the person you marry is not the person that you were engaged to. And let me explain myself. Like the people when they, they're like fighting and they're about to get divorced, like you're different than you've changed. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, no crap. Yeah. Like because you weren't, you weren't living under the same roof. Mm-hmm. You weren't sharing each other's bank accounts. Mm-hmm. You weren't getting ready together in the morning. You weren't sharing the same bed. You you shouldn't have been yeah. having sex. Like yeah. and so all of a sudden you you get into marriage and you're with each other all the time. You both sleep differently. Um so, someone when you dated and, and were engaged to, you weren't around them all the time. So you didn't see all the things that maybe they, they struggle with. So I, I just think that you have to know going into marriage that it's not that they've changed, but you're interacting with them in a very, very different way. You're around this person 24-7. And so I, I remember, remember having some of those moments, and I know Jerrica did too, of like, you never acted like this when we dated. I'm like, yeah, because we never, when yeah. we argued, we got to go home and go separate ways. Mm-hmm. Now, now, like, we argue and we have to, like, go to bed together and wake up the next morning and we work together. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, so... I just think, not saying, sometimes people do get married and the person, like, goes AWOL and all of a sudden they're like this. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that. Yeah. But what I am saying is that, um, yeah, Jerrica didn't know that I sometimes snored at night and she wouldn't sleep <laughs> and she'd wake up in the morning just wanting to, like, murder me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I just think that that was kind of a misconception of, like, exactly how you are right now and how we engage in every little aspect of life is exactly how you'll be when we get married. I just think that 
Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Does that sound, that no, sound horrible? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But, <laughs> not horrible. Not, yeah. not like, yes, that sounds horrible. But, like, not great, but not horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Okay, this, this might sound weird and make everybody uncomfortable, but oh. it, this is just me being honest. One of the biggest misconceptions going into marriage was it's just like a license to have sex. And that's going to happen 24-7. Like, I think, like, I think because... Go there, Connor. (laughs) Well, no, I think just because, like, we're young adults, like, you're, you know, if you're in your early 20s, you are in your sexual prime and you feel that 24-7, like, and then when you get married, sex becomes so much more than, like, just, like, a physical release. And I think that there's, and this is bad, but I think, like, when you're not married and you're with somebody and you're sexually attracted to them, there's almost this like, and it's so mis- it's so deceiving. There's like this danger aspect of fooling around and doing stuff where it's like almost appealing because you know you shouldn't. And then when you're married and it's okay, the flip kind of, the it, it like flips and now you're building something in on like safety and vulnerability and trust. And mm-hmm. sex becomes so much less about physical attraction it's still there obviously but there's it becomes so much more about trust and vulnerability and emotion and knowing me on a deeper level and so um yeah because before you get married uh, sexual relation is you're hot promiscuous yeah yeah and there's something to promiscuity that's like I don't know. It like causes like adrenaline. It. it I don't know. There's something. Like you want to be caught, but you don't want. Yeah. Be like I. Sh- yeah. I shouldn't. I sh- probably shouldn't be doing. It, but there's just something to it. But in marriage, um, promiscuity isn't a part of a. Or at least it shouldn't be a part of a sexual right. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like when before you're married, sex is very like one level, one layer. It's mm-hmm. like I like you. I think you're attractive. We connect. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. When you're married, sex becomes a million different layers, you know, of, like I said, vulnerability, trust, uh, just where you're at in a season of life. You know, like when we had Ezra, we weren't having sex a lot because none of us slept. <laughs> like, yeah. and you valued sleep way more at that yeah. time. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I would just say one of the biggest <clears throat> misconceptions really is that it's, I guess, Sex becomes more meaningful when you're married because it's it's layered now into who you are as a person and not just this. Yeah, stewardship. Yeah, this yeah. like physical release. It's it's actually part of growing a healthy relationship. Yeah, and you you have you have moments all throughout marriage where you do have like that was awesome, and you have a <laughs> have a season where you hump like bunny rabbits. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Where I don't know, you're just like we're vibing right now. Wow, yeah. we're just coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, then there's seasons where it's not like that. Yeah, we're like we're off for some yeah, reason. Like, yeah, no, for I mean, no, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho doesn't listen to us either, so uh, no. But yeah, I know I don't know what that's like. But. Yeah, but you know, you 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 have um, you have children and your wife's your you know, so there so there there are seasons where you have to be like intentional about it and be like, no, this is really really healthy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it it kind of comes comes in waves with that, but I th- I think that that is important for people to to know and and to go into it, talking about expectations. Like, what are your sexual expectations? What, what are mine? Well, we love each other, we care for each other, so we have to like 
make sure that we're, we're caring for each other and not manipulating each other. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting what I want. And mm-hmm. every you're time not, you're laying yeah. there being like, dear God, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we edit this part out? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's good. All right, let's. let's <laughs> you brought it up, Connor. I know, Connor. We need to have at least one comment in each podcast. One, it's like, one yeah. suspect yeah. comment. <laughs> <laughs> where we talk afterwards, it's like, should we cut that out? And we, we leave them all in. Come yeah, on, yeah you're welcome, everyone. All right. So that <laughs> misconceptions in the marriage. So what about this? Um, th- this might kind of play into that same vein, but what is a piece of advice that you wish somebody gave you before you were married that nobody did? If you, as a listener, let's say you're about to get married and you're getting some personal counseling from me, Andrew and Whitney. Um, here's Here's our advice that we wish somebody would have given us that maybe nobody did. What what would that be to to one of our listeners out there? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say this is one thing I, I tell everybody now when they, if I do any kind of like premarital counseling or I'm going to marry them or we're just talking about life and they're about to get married or just got married. One of my biggest pieces of advice is for the love of God, let other couples in. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and to go a step beyond that, let other couples in who have seen a little bit of life. Mm-hmm. Um, you can let a bunch of other like newlywed couples in. That's fun. It's great. There's a certain level of accountability there. Um, but me and Jerrica, we hung out with people and let people into like mm-hmm. the surface level of our lives, but we did not let people in um, to the vulnerable aspects of our marriage, to the, to the struggling aspects of our marriage. Um, and mm-hmm. when you fast forward to that six years later, um, it, it started causing some, some havoc because we, mm-hmm we had created a picture to everybody around us that right. everything was always perfect. And then we're like, well, we can't go back now. We've been married for too long, you know? Um, so I would say be intentional right now. Like, even if you're dating, um, who are some couples that are like speaking into it that you trust that, um, that you would want to model when you're engaged, step that up. And then when you're married, man, let people into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying it, it'll be worth it. Yeah. You know, in the end. So. Yeah. One thing that was never told to me necessarily, but was modeled to me that I've actually really, over the years, grown to love more and more. It sounds so simple and silly, but my mom and my dad, they didn't really have the best marriage, I would say. But I watched my mom in season difficult seasons um, pray, hmm. uh, like not finding agreement, getting in arguments, and I mean, very explosive arguments, but then watching her humbly like serve my dad and pray and I like watched her do it um and I think that that's something that's so impactful and powerful when me and Conrad I mean I don't always agree with him all the time but being like okay and I actually texted Conrad um, and I said gosh like what are some advice you wish and he said yeah I wish someone would have told me to like pray more um and that sounds so silly but yeah prayers are eternal yeah. And to see the impact maybe that, I don't know. Like, I know my, my parents, when I was in the womb, they always say this story. <laughs> that they prayed for um, my husband, financial stability, and what was the, what was the third one? Muscles. <laughs> I know. Abs. <laughs> anyway, there's a third one. I'm going to remember after this podcast and be so upset with myself. But, um, oh, and, and health, physical health. Um, and just to see that pan out when I'm 28 
you know it's just it's so powerful and so like start now and be praying for conrad and i don't know it's like powerful and it's not something that you see necessarily right now yeah but over time yeah i don't know i think a piece of advice i think you said this last week but this was something that aaron and i have had to learn or still learning is that there are no winners and losers in marriage. Yeah. Like if you win as an individual, you've you've lost. Your right. wife is lost. Yeah. If you, if you if she wins, you lose. Like there's only winners and there are only losers. In the words of Michael Scott, you're looking for a win win win, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but but no, like I think that especially in the f- the first couple years, Aaron and I were just figuring out what do we want out of life? What do we want to do? Where do we want to live? Who do we want to be as a couple? Um, and there would just be moments where I really value this. Well, I'd, I could care less about it, so whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would walk away feeling like I got my way but hurt my wife. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I won. Why does this suck even worse? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. And I remember, I don't remember what the fight was about, but I remember we got into a fight, and I, I think I went on a walk or something. And I felt so right and so justified. And Aaron was probably wrong, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I, I would f- say that. <laughs> but I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, "You have to go say you're sorry." And but I, literally, I remember being like, "But yeah. I have nothing to be sorry for. Like <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely right about this." Yeah. And the Holy Spirit was like, "I don't care." You know, like I, I care more about your unity and love yeah, as like a couple good. than you being right. And there, there's, you know, whenever Paul talks about marriage, he says, you know, submit to one another. Mm-hmm. He's like, wives, submit to your husbands. Husband, love your wives. But he starts by saying submit to one another. And I think like if I could just give somebody advice, like you will never lose taking the humble route in mm-hmm. marriage. Um and so any chance you get to be humble, to say sorry first, take it. Because yeah. it'll only make your life easier. It'll only build more trust. It'll only show that you're willing to sacrifice and to bend, which just naturally makes the other person want to do that for you. And have, have you learned over, over the time, too? Man, I think this goes for marriage, but any relationship, even work relationship, um, that it takes way more effort to hold on to something mm-hmm. than it does just to... Let it go. Forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to say sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The amount of hours that have been spent in our marriage and even like conflict with friends. Mm-hmm. Like if I would just say, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I was wrong. Forgive me. Yeah. Even if like you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we love the whole, but it's a lot of effort to hold on to bitterness. It takes a lot of work to hold on to anger. Mm-hmm. Not a ton of work just to humble yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Does it is it Gary that says this that he said a healthy marriage is two really good people that know how to forgive or two really good forgivers. Who says that? Gary? I think it was me or Gary. I don't know. <laughs> it was Andrew. <laughs> Co- Andrew Matrug. <laughs> yeah, well like the well Scott Brugman, his son, uh, you can have a humble success or a proud failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't have a proud success. Mm-hmm. Um and you won't have a humble failure. So I think that's with relationships. Like I'm gonna have a humble success, or we're gonna have a proud failure. Because mm-hmm. um, you can go go out swinging in your marriage, really yeah. proud, and it's gonna fail. Yeah, fail hard. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, last question, um, and I think this is a good one to end on because we we as Christians, as followers of Jesus, love marriage, believe it's one of the most amazing things, and sometimes. 
you know, marriage can get a bad rep. Uh, mar- you know, just in culture, sometimes in Christian circles, we can talk about how hard marriage is. Right. Um, and honestly, we believe that marriage isn't necessarily hard in and of itself, but there are seasons where marriage is hard work. Right. Talk about that. Talk about how um, the most beautiful, blessed relationship in the world is good, is beautiful, um, but sometimes there are seasons where it takes work. Yeah. Um, what is that work that it takes to have a good, healthy marriage? I love this question, and here's why. Because I naturally, before I answer, I naturally swing more optimistic on this question. Um, so I remember this was years ago, maybe like probably five, five and a half years ago. It was at my bridal shower, and this old lady, older lady, um, she walks up to me, and, it, and like being cheeky, you know, just uh, makes this little comment to me and she says, you know, are you ready for it just to get harder from this point forward? And I know she was like being fun and trying to like banter with me, but I look at her dead in the face and I said, I, (laughs) I slapped her with my words. I said, oh, I reject that. And she didn't really know what to do or what to say to me. I didn't really know her all that well. And I remember leaving that my bridal shower and being like, I will not tell people um, man, marriage is going to be the end of you. This is so hard. Um, because I actually do believe there's a verse in Second Corinthians and it says this. Um, it's Second Corinthians 10, 5. Let me just read it for you guys. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And why that's so important is I actually feel like um, what you believe about your spouse will affect your actions. And I know for me, if we get into um, seasons where we're like not disagreeing, it's so easy for me to be like, well, you always. And then I have that like reoccurring thoughts of negativity towards Conrad. And it's like, no, you need to destroy that opinion of him. And um, because, and Jesus even talks about like, and he goes so serious. He's like, well, if you've even thought about that person in a, way of affair then you've like you've had an affair and and it's so important but he's like speaking to the mind and is like no if you have a pattern keep going on and on and on it's gonna be way harder for you than to just like believe the best and then work through that hard season um I hope that answers the question but I know for me I'll never speak over someone be like well marriage is really hard you might work through some hard things. And trust me, me and Conrad have gone through some really, really hard seasons. Um, but to for me, it's helped me <laughs> to not be like, Conrad, you're always this. You're always that. You always respond this way to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, me and we were talking about this before. Is that I think that everybody who's married has a certain, like, lean or bend yeah. towards their perspective of marriage. Um, kind of based off of what your experience has been. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that if you've gone through any marital trauma, like, together, um, not not necessarily like an outside event, but, like, your marriage has struggled, then oftentimes when you experience trauma in life, you you walk with caution. Yeah. And um, and I've talked about this before a little bit, but me and Jerrica had, had two years of really, really difficult uh, marriages. It, it was a really big struggle. Um, some outside influence, some some internal influences. Just it was just a tough couple years, um, and that kind of 
changed my my tone a little bit, my lean a little bit, where when I do talk with young couples or people who want to get married or, you know, are, are about to get married, my, my lean and my bend sometimes, not saying it's the right thing, mm-hmm. but is a level of caution. Yeah. Is a level of like, and I've even seen young people being like, do you even like marriage? <laughs> and I'm like, I do, yeah. I do. And so I, I've, I've had to like figure out how to, how to be more careful. Um, but I do find myself cautioning people on like the, hey, make sure like you have people around you. Um, when times get tough, and this is usually to the fella, like, hey, when times get tough, bro, um, talk to somebody. You're, you're not a screw up if your marriage isn't, isn't perfect. So um, I'm finding myself to, to have a level of, of optimism but a level of reality. And I think when I, when I talk to people, like, this is great. God has placed you together. But here is some realities yeah. of, of marriage. So um, I think a while back I would have said marriage is hard. <laughs> <laughs> marriage is very hard. But now I think I'm in a place post some of those difficult moments where I'm like, no, marriage is just it's hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, just like any relationship that you want to thrive. If you want a relationship with your friend to thrive, you're going to put in some effort. You're going to sacrifice. You're going to deny yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to swallow your pride, put your ego aside. Those are things that aren't easy to do. And so I do think that it's it's hard work, but it's um, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. 100% yeah. worth yeah. it. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I would just kind of echo all of that, that marriage itself, I don't think marriage is hard, but it is hard work in seasons. But this is what I'll say. When your marriage is thriving – Life is thriving. Yes. When your yeah, marriage is healthy, you feel healthy. Like you. And when it's not, nothing mm-hmm. feels right. No, nothing feels right. Nothing yeah. feels right. And so, marriage, like like we were saying in the beginning, it's a gift from God. Marriage isn't a response to sin. It was a pre-sin institution that God gave us. It's a healthy, beautiful picture of His love for us, um, and it's worth the hard work that it takes sometimes because there's just nothing better than when you and your wife or spouse or husband, whatever are connecting and, you know, just life aligns, you know, your dreams are, are are aligned. You, you, you just enjoy the season of life that it is like, uh, the other night, Ezra was trying to take her first step. Um, she'll stand when she's (laughs) distracted, she'll stand up. And until she realizes she's standing, she's, like, totally good. We're, like, trying to coax her into taking a step. And then she, like, kind of realized she was standing and, like, fell down. And we're like, listen, we're going to see – we don't have a lot of money right now. We're not poor, but we don't have a lot of money. There's so many other things we'd like opportunities to do or, you know, one day down the road. But we're going to look back. Like, our marriage is in a good place. Like, we have a beautiful daughter who's healthy, praise the Lord, and – you're just going to look back and cherish those moments of life. Yeah. So, but we're in a season where we, we've come out of a season of doing a lot of hard work for our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and that, that never ends, yeah. but this is what, you know, marriage is great. It's beautiful and it's worth the work that it takes yeah. because when your, your mm-hmm. marriage is healthy, mm-hmm. life is just better. Yeah. Just, just yeah. And, seems to, yeah, and that, that's really good. And I've, I feel like I've learned a lot. I mean, we'll, We'll have been married a decade here at the end of um, next summer and two kids in. And um, I have, there's nothing worse than when your home is like split or yeah. disunified. <clears throat> Just like mm-hmm. if your soul, like the home of your soul is like tension and yeah. and hurting and lost. 
you're going to go to everything else to try to find. And when, when your home is like struggling, like your actual home, like you, you now you put more time into work. You put more time into other relationships, more time into the gym because you're like just trying to fill that void. And there's mm-hmm. something about um, when, like you said, when your marriage is healthy, your home is healthy. That's why it's worth the work. It's worth mm-hmm. um, the effort because, man, when that's right, I'm telling you, it does not matter what else is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when that's seriously. wrong, it does not yeah. matter what else is right. Because in me and Jerrica's tough season, <laughs> we both had a lot of great things going on with our careers. We had a lot of great things going on financially. We It didn't freaking matter. I would have given it all up just to go home and not sit in the driveway mm-hmm. for 15 minutes before I walked inside being like, how are we going to do this another night, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so it's worth the effort, but it's also worth like the relationship before the marriage and dating and the and the being engaged. Like it, it all matters and it's all compounding. It's all foundational, and so that that's why we have to fight, fight, fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, I think that wraps up our relationship series for 2020, guys. Do you have any closing thoughts before we do the prayer and the plug? Yeah, I always write this on everyone's wedding card now <clears throat> i always say marriage is the all-time best period yeah because it is it is so we love you we love your marriages <laughs> yeah we want you guys to have great your marriages. marriages yes so, yeah i've yapped enough wait <laughs> right, do you want to do you want to pray for us as we close out yeah we'd love to lord i thank you so much for uh these past few weeks that we've talked about relationships and god relationships matter to you this is so important because relationships are the driver of of humanity, Lord. And when our relationships are off, everything's off, Lord. You call us to great community. You call us to vulnerability. You call us, um, I don't know. So I, I, I just feel like this is so important. Um, and, Lord, I, I pray that people wouldn't see that, that marriage is like the finish line. And I think that we can feel that a lot of like, I just got to get married. And it's, it's honestly, it's like, the starting point of the rest of your life that you're building now, this family, and God remembering that marriage uh, wasn't always meant to make you happy, but it was meant to make you holy. And Lord, if you lean into that, I believe that people become the best version of themselves um, in the context of marriage. Um, And Lord, that it is worth the fight, it's worth the effort, it's worth the work, it's worth the humility. Um, So I just pray that you would bind up all the things that we have talked about, Lord, God, that people would begin to to talk to you about this, to begin to journal about it and process with their friends, like the kind of um, marriage and the kind of uh, wife and husband that they want to be one day. So, God, we love you. We trust you. We ask all this in your beautiful and glorious name. And all of God's podcast people said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Amen. thank you guys so much for tuning in. To the young adult podcast we are doing our end of the year recap next week it'll be our final podcast of 2020 as we enter into the holiday season so be sure not to miss that you can subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you choose to use be sure to hit that subscribe button and if you know uh somebody that this podcast could help um send them a link give them a share let them know that we are here and we are in their corner so um thank you so much for listening um for all things red rocks young adults you can go to our website at rya.org where you can find the latest and greatest on that we love you guys so much and we will see you next week peace out bye